welcome back to another episode of Dad Can We Talk. Today I want to welcome to the show one of my longtime friends. He's a uh, my TTP representative, <laughs> a semi squad legend. Okay. <laughs> my brother Mike Veezy. What's going welcome on? Welcome to the show, my brother. What's going on, my man? What's going on? Man, I'm good, bro. You know, it's all uh, like I told you, man. When we when we got together a little bit ago, man, I said I gotta get you on, bro. Yeah. You know, I um. I know you got a story, man, and, you know, just a little bit that I did hear from you when you told me the first time, I was like, I got to hear more of that, you know, and for me, I need to hear it, you know, and, you know, I know it's a lot of other people that, that would appreciate your story and everything that you've been through, and, you know, even for people that don't know you, you know, there might be people that might say they know you, but might not really know, you know, why you are the way that you are, man. And one of my first questions I like to ask, man, is what was your relationship like with your dad? Mm. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, honest answer to that, man, is I ain't never met him. Yeah. Never met him a day in my life. Bro. Dang. I don't even know his name. I don't know how he looked. I don't know nothing about him. You know, I heard some names, you know, growing up, but... uh. Nobody never stuck around, you know, and came out and like, yeah, I'm your dad, you know. Uh, so, yeah, that's yeah, pretty much how how that went. But and, and how do you think that just that whole dynamic right there, like, never even no, not even just meeting, but not even knowing. Your dad, like, how do you think that that was something that really affected you as you grew into, you know, and grew into your own, into a man? Um, when I look back at it now, um, I'm I'm surprised I made it this far without a father, you know, or or even a father figure, because I ain't had no father figure. Either. I ain't never had no, you know, no man. I was around my mom like that. Uh, in the household or nothing like that either. So <clears throat> I, I got a lot of uncles and brothers, you know, that's that's pretty much how that, you know, story goes with my family. But looking back on it, it just, like I said, it just make me surprised that, I'm, that I even made it this far, you know, because um, I don't know if it was times, because I, I went through so much, man, with foster homes and all this stuff. I don't, I don't know if I really had too much time to focus on even having a father at the time, you know, because... And the crazy thing is, I got what well, I got. I got three brothers and one sister. Everybody know their father but me, and the only one out of all my mother's kids who don't know who their father is. Damn. You know, so you know that's weird, but you know it is what it is. You know. Yeah, that's real. That's real, man. And you know, so like you just mentioned, you know, you came up. <coughs> You had, uh, well, before I even ask you about that, it's something that always blow me away, bro. You know, when I sit down with guys that I done known since, well, we knew each other since middle school, mm-hmm. bro. Mm-hmm. I, it, it always blow me away, the fact that, bro, like, it's so many guys that I call my friends and, you know, my brothers, and it's like, how come I ain't never know this stuff? Like, it's like, I'm like, you know, I think with young black men, it's so, it's so normal for us to not know our dads and to not be connected with our dads that it's not even something that come across our mind. Like, mm-hmm. you know, as we just, it ain't never crossed my mind. Like, damn, I wonder what Mike daddy is. Mm-hmm. You know, I ain't, I ain't, they ain't never crossed my mind ever in my life. Like, mm-hmm. damn, I wonder what Mike daddy is. You know, but that's, that's something that's weird. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like we don't even, it's not even a thing to us. It's like, well, shoot, <laughs> like, I ain't got my daddy either. Like, yeah. so it ain't something that we ever really think about. And it's, it literally just blow my mind, you know, that I know people from elementary school, middle school, you know, and I'm like, dang, I would have never even 
get like not even guess like it just ain't something that ever even crossed my mind, bro. Yeah, and I, I how I feel about that is I think it's just it, it might just come in stages, man. You know, um, back then we was kids. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We probably was thinking about kids stuff. You uh, know what I'm saying? You know. I, I can't think of too many of my friends, you know, who house I used to go to that had a dad in there. But, you know, our boy Ronnie, you know what I'm saying? He, his dad is still, they, yeah. his mom and dad still together to this day and drawing. Mm-hmm. It's a couple other people, but uh, not many. Yeah. You know, like that, you said, all I ever remember was Ronnie and Vince. Yeah, Vince too. That yeah. was it, really. Yeah. Out of, shoot, the circle we had, it was like, I ain't never seen nobody daddy except for Ronnie daddy. And Vince, yeah. and really, that was it, bro. Like, yeah, I mean, and KJ, yeah. and uh, yeah, Mr. Mr. Oh, yeah, KJ. Yeah, it's just a couple names out there too, but I have to sit there and think about it. But point is, man, like we we was kids back then, so you know we too busy worrying about the ways of the world as kids back then. You know, it's it, it ain't hit us till now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? When we That's sit real. back and have kids and reflect on life and go through things. And, uh, you know, and it, and it all might depends on how your life set up, too. You know, you know, being that I grew up where I grew up and how I grew up, like I said, I just had too much going on yeah. to be worrying yeah. about that. It was times, don't get me wrong, it was times that I, I thought about it, but like I said, it was too much going on to really, like, let it get to me and, and, and affect me and how the way I move on life. The only thing I, I, I took from it, was I, I I made a vow to myself that you know all my kids if I ever have them and I eventually did that they all go and at least know who their father is and I try my hardest to do that straight up to make sure they all know that they got a father out there straight up straight up you know and I think that's something that really made us stronger man you know the fact that we didn't have our dad you know like that was unfortunate but you know everything got a purpose. You know, everything happened for a reason. And I think, you know, when I look at our generation, a lot of us grew up without dads. And now you see that trend changing now. Like, you see guys really out here trying to fight for their children, you know, fight, you know, to be in the life of their children because they know how they grew up and how it affected them. You know, like you say, as we've gotten older, it's like, well, ain't no way. I'm going to just, like... I ain't even gonna try. No, I, I can't. I can't let it go down like that. You know, and I think that's how most people, you know, our age now, you know, I think that's how we, that's how we think now, because we understand, you know, the importance of having a dad, just having a, a role model, male role model, period. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's something that you know I. That's why I wanted to do this podcast because I'm like, man, you know, I know too many other, I know too many dads out here, bro, especially black dads that are involved in the lives of their children, you know, regardless of what people say or how the media try to paint it right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, I know too many dudes out here that really love their children, involved in their children's lives, and if they're not, for whatever reason, man, I know cats right now fighting, you know, trying to make that something that's possible mm-hmm. you know and you know that's something that I, I really appreciate from a lot of uh, a lot of men out here today yeah i think another uh reason that trend starting now too is you know not to you know disrespect anybody or anything like that but uh, you got this trend now where a lot of you know women are getting pregnant and not you know staying with the fathers you know you got a lot of single mothers going on out here and you know some of them don't get along with the fathers and all that and it's all kind of domestic foolishness that's going on you know behind the scenes to where you know what I'm saying it may look like the father ain't doing his job but really he 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 fighting like you said earlier trying to you know trying to you know get you know in his child's life and and not able to so you know things happen and uh you know, some people step up and do what they gotta do. That's real. That's real. I wanted to uh, revisit this, man. You said something about foster care. Uh, what was that experience like? Mm, well, to be honest, it, it wasn't uh, as bad as, as as most 
people had or or people I've I've met told me about you know because a lot of people I've met that's been in foster homes been in multiple homes and stuff I was fortunate enough to be in one home the whole time I was in foster home and um, I don't know man I think the universe just worked out in my favor with that one you know it was it was it was an experience you know that kind of affected me because it took me away from my family but I was moving around so so much growing up it was like I didn't really know what what to think of what was going on around me, but uh, the people the people was good people. Uh, they was you know, luckily um, by the grace of God, uh, they were they were friends with you know the the woman who raised me, who I called my mother. They were real good friends. I think we went to school together, something like that. Yeah. And um, they worked it out to where I was able to see each other, see still see my you know my my family and stuff like that without you know under the table and all that. So. You know that was that was that was good, but um the family the family was straight the experience it was just like I said it was I think it was it was one of the most disciplined situations I ever been in to be honest because it was it was a mother and a father you know uh, the father that he was always working when he and when he didn't uh, he used to take us to church a lot and stuff like that but when he wasn't working he was sleeping and stuff like that but. They used to take us places and stuff like that, but he didn't really do too much, you know, with the kids as far as, like, teaching them values and being a father. You know, he was there, you know, made sure everything was doing what it was supposed to do, but he ain't never really played that role. So, but the situation was, it was cool. That's great. That's great. That's what's up. You know, I I don't think I ever talked with nobody that really just been through that system like that uh, as far as anybody that's been on, on, um, on the show, man, that's that's an interesting dynamic right there, man. Yeah, I was eleven, I think ten, eleven years old when I when I went into foster care. Yes, uh, so going into okay, so now that's ten, eleven. What was your the age where you had where you first found out that you was gonna be a dad? Hmm. <laughs> I think I was. 16 going on 17. I started early, man. Yeah. 16 going on 17. I think I was 17 when, when he was actually born. What was the initial thought that came through your mind? Like, I remember when I first, you know, when the situation first happened, you know, not getting too much detail, but I yeah. was, I was, I was in shock, man, I, to the point to where I like, I, I like cried myself to sleep right where I was and woke up and I, I was hoping it was a dream but when you know I ain't know what to do who to tell how to tell them how you know I was I don't know I was lost but yeah. um and then I eventually um I think during the time of her pregnancy um I ended up going to jail uh to one of the programs for the kids and everything so um I ended up missing the day that he was born I wasn't out, you know, but uh, when I finally got out, he was, I think, about six months old when I seen him for the first time, yeah. and um, that's when it that's when it hit me, you know, that I was a father. You know, that, yeah, you know, and I still didn't know how to handle it then, but that's when it like, oh, like this is creation for me. Right. So, seventeen years old. So everything before then, it prepared you. Like, how would you say that, you know, like, what really prepared you for, like, that pressure, you know? Because I know, you know, having kids of my own, and I know for me, you know, I ain't have a child till I was married. So, like, I always look at my situation, like I always tell, you know, I, I be talking with my little brother all the time, and I be like, you know, I look at my, my situation like, I know a lot of people ain't as fortunate to, like, I ain't even playing it the way it went, but it's like almost everything kind of worked out perfect for me, you know, and I'm like, and it's like, I realized that everybody ain't have this story, like, you know, I ain't moved out my mom's house until I got married, then I went and got my own place, mm -hmm. moved in with my wife, then we, once we moved in, then we had a child, and it's like, it was hard for me. You know, and I was at least, you know, I'm in a relationship, like, married and everything. Mm -hmm. 
And it was still kind of like scary for me, you know. I ain't even gonna say kind of. It was like real scary. Like, shoot, well, that's a child. So now I got to take care of this child, yeah. you know. And so I can only imagine for people that didn't like, ain't even in the position that I was in, like how like that jump was scary, bro. Yeah. I ain't even gonna front with you. And then on top of that, imagine coming home from you know jail and. um I have no job. You ain't finished high school yet. None of that, you know. So I, I still had to come back and do all that. Yeah. On top of being a father, I remember. Um, I remember when I started college. I was working two jobs when I was in college as well, just to you know support, you know, the, my first child. And um, I ended up having another one during that time as well. So it was, that that whole period of time was crazy for me. But the pressure was definitely there because. Um, being that I was in the foster home situation, I ain't, you know, my family, you know, they moved away when I was young and everything. So I pretty much, besides the woman who raised me, uh, I pretty much was on my own the whole time. So the pressure was always there. Like the pressure is always there. Even to this day, the, the pressure is always there because at the end of the day, I'm always responsible for myself. Like I ain't got nobody that I can call, yeah. you know, when I'm in the trenches, you know that's guaranteed to take me out, you know. But the universe always seemed to work out for me, you know, but that's that's really what it is. Really. That's real. That's real, bro. Like, <clears throat> like, even just hearing that, you know. Man, like, I want to extend myself to you, bro. Like, for real, for real. Like, dog, you ever need anything, bro, like, somebody to talk to. Like I say, well, I know the pressures, bro. Like, and I'm in a whole different situation, yeah. like, and it still be pressure for me. Yeah. So like, like I say, like, and I just be, I be thinking about that type of stuff. Like, I be thinking about how hard stuff be for me at times, you know, being a father and stuff. How much pressure I feel like be on me. But then again, it's like, I always know like, man, somebody else would love this situation. Mm -hmm. like somebody else would love, you know, what I got going on, as much as, as much pressure as I be feeling like I have on me, I'm like, I know everybody ain't in this position. So it's like, and it, it just helped me and humbled me because it's like, even just hearing that, it's like, I can only imagine, bro. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, we all adults and um, right. anybody who around here with kids or adult period, you know, we, we gonna deal with pressures every right day. On. Every you know, day, you know, we just it's it's a battle. Every day is its own battle. We just gotta go out here and handle our business. But it's just like with with my situation, it was just like I'm I, I'm surprised because like people who know me know me like they even they they tell me all the time like man I'm like the way you even handle it, the way you walk around like people ain't never noticed like yeah. you've been through certain things you've been through uh, you know grew up the way you did because, you know, you don't show it. You got a good way of masking it, you know. Straight up. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know how I do it, but I don't know. Like, I feel like the real, I think the, the pressures, I think they, they at the end of the day, they worth it when you see, your, you know, what you create grow up and be better than you. And you know, you invest the time that wasn't invested in you, you know, and you see the finished product, that's that's what made the pressure work. That's real. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's what I try to think about, you know, when I do it. You know, one, I try to think about that I'm not the only one out here that's going through this pressure. You know what I'm saying? That too, you know what I'm saying? You know, you gotta fight for what you know you made that day, you gotta lay in it, man, you know. So you just gotta go out there and handle your business straight up. That's real. So, <clears throat> you was, uh, you know, one day, I know we were talking, and you was telling me about your whole situation with uh, getting custody of your son. Yeah. You know, and I want you to just kind of talk about that whole situation. Okay. All right, well, I, I just recently got custody of my my 11-year-old. He's 11-year-old now. Uh, his name is Jalen. Um, he's the second out of four children that I have. And um, he's the second oldest. Um, he had got taken from his mother a couple months back. 
from DCF. And, um, you know, I just did what I was supposed to do, just stepped up to the plate, long story short, and, and took the necessary steps to get custody of him. It was, a, it was a tragic situation. My heart goes out to his to his mother and you know his his siblings. You know because you know the reason behind him getting taken. You know it was it was, it was a lot. It was deep. And um, crazy thing is, he was the same age I was when I got taken. You know when all this went down. So I don't I don't know what's going on, but all I know is I got him. Yeah, I got him. You know, but anything you need me to tell you within the details, you know. That's real. That's real. So what's that experience been like, you know, now that you were in so many ways, bro, you basically a single dad now. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't think people put enough, enough, um, that's not highlighted enough. Because I know a few, like I know some, I know single dads, bro, and it's like people never talk about that. It's like it's always, you know, single mom, single mom. And I understand because there are a lot of single moms out yeah, there. And that's just the way it goes by yeah. default. You know, they're yeah. the one who carry the kids. They're the one who take yeah. care of the kids. So. Yeah. But yeah. it's like I know that there's some single dads out there, man. I want to know what that experience has been like for you. Like, well, it's, it's still fresh for me, but um, it's like, to be honest, it's a little easier just because he's older. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I ain't got to, you know, do all the lead work that they had to do when they was growing up, you know. And I still give his mother all the respect, you know, for doing her job, you know, up until this point. And um, I wish she handled her business and um, get her situation better as well, you know. And for yeah. the time being, I'm going to make sure I sign straight. And uh, shout out to my mom. You know, she helps. She's she's always been the biggest hand the woman, the woman who I speak of who took me in once I went into the foster home uh, not my actual foster mother but it was some a member of the family who took me in you know from the foster home and um, she she pretty much always been there and um she he loves her he loves me he always wanted to stay with me he actually lived with me at one point when he was younger when me and his mom was together so it ain't like he didn't know me yeah but um when me and his mom fell out, we fell out hard. So it, it kind of created some turmoil there. And um, it, it was situations where she was denying me uh, or I couldn't get around him some kind of way. It was periods of time where I couldn't see him. And um, I eventually, you know, got the chance to gain full custody of him. And um, it's, 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 it ain't even been six months yet, but... Uh, you know, I, I got him right before the COVID-19 thing started, so that was tough. You know, I had to do the little homeschool thing, and he was in fifth grade going to the sixth, so I had to make sure he pushed as hard as he could push to go and close his GI and graduate and go to middle school, and he did that, so shout out to my son for doing that. Yeah. And, um, you know, he, 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 in that, he in that big kid stage right now, man, where he, you know, wants to sit there and play video games all day. Yeah, you know, chat with his friends, hang out, you know. But I'm, I'm just glad that I finally get the chance to prove to even to myself, cause I ain't never, you know, stay around none of the mothers long enough to raise them and you know teach them values, you know, that I, you know, that I learned, cause I can't say that I was taught nobody any men. If if I learned any of them, it was from women, yeah. and uh, from my, you know, from my experience, from what I went through and seeing other people going through, but um. I just, you know, finally got in a position to where I could instill those values into him, you know. So I just, I just hope I do a good job, you know. The, the road, you know, I just, I just started. So, yeah. So far, so good. I, well, I salute you, bro, for real. Like, that's, you know, and that just give, I, you know, I, I pray that if there's any fathers out there that's going through, you know, that same situation, man, you know, you just, got to keep that hope alive you know you can't give up you know and when the opportunity presents itself you just got to be ready you know you got to be ready to take on that take on that task because you know you just never know what might happen like anything in life can happen you know we all we all go through it dog we all got situations that we up against and you know you just never know so if that something just happens and then it's on you to go get your child, like, 
exactly. You know, you just got to always be ready, dog. Like I said, I salute you, bro. Yeah, because I, I didn't even see that coming, man, to be honest. Uh, like I told you when I seen you, I just, I got a phone call that said I need to, you know, get a DCF phone call. And when I called him, they told me that my son just got taken away from his mom. And he going to be in court the next morning. I need to be there. And, um... I managed to make it there, and they told me what was going on, and I ain't miss a court date. Yeah. Long story short, I ain't miss a court date, and uh, I did everything they told me to do to get possession of them, and that's where we at with it right now. That's what real. Dang, boy. Yeah, like I said, bro, I salute you, bro. So, I want to kind of go into this next thing so as uh i'm gonna plug this computer oh damn but um so i sent you these these songs man because it's like i've been really looking at you know i've been posed with a lot of questions over the last couple of weeks like you know i've been talking with a lot of guys you know we just been having discussions about you know, um, music, not music, but um, about problems like in the hood, like how do we fix these problems? You know, we got so many things going on in our community right now, bro. Like you got people being shot down by police. Like you got all this police brutality. Then you got, you know, just around here in Gainesville, it's like, we got jits out here wilding, you know, doing all types of things, man. And, you know, it's like I've been asked, so just been posed with so many questions like, man, what can we do to help the youth? Like, you know, what's even the problem? Like, what's going on? And, you know, and I listen to so much music uh, and I know that you, you, you are an artist. <laughs> you are an artist, man. I don't want to call it all that. <laughs> you are an artist, my boy. <laughs> and it's like I like when I when I sit back and I talk with people who are artists, and it's like, man, what was I listening to, man? I was listening to somebody. I think it was. Him. It was Lecrae. Lecrae had a TED talk, like one of these lectures he had, and he was talking about hip hop and how hip hop has always been looked, you know, people nowadays, like they demonize it and make it like, if it's just hip hop, it's, it's just all bad. And he was like, you know, it ain't like hip hop and rap, like that's just an art. You know, it's an art form. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you know, it ain't the art form. It's just what we do with the art form sometimes. It's like, you know, we can use it for bad and we can use it for good. Just like with anything else, you know, a gun ain't bad in itself. Like a gun is just a gun. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a weapon. You can either use it to protect yourself from someone trying to intrude on you, your privacy, or you can use it to attack someone. Mm-hmm. You use know? it to go hunting. Like, you know, so it is not necessarily bad. You know, it's just what some people would do with it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so he was just talking about, you know, hip hop and how he's used hip hop to try and help hit the community that he grew up in. And... Like, even when you go back to the origins of it, you know, you go all the way back, you know, and it was always something that was, it was used as a tool, you know, for people, it gave people a voice, mm-hmm. you know, really, I, I like to say it gave the voiceless a voice, mm-hmm. you know, people like us that ain't had no voice, and these boys started raising up, and, you know, they led a whole movement, mm-hmm. and it's like, as over the years, you started to see, it was like, started being used in other ways and when you look at the youth um, one of the guys that I sent that video from the dude D1 D1 he used to be a teacher you know 
why he don't yeah, yeah you you don't I you I think he was about to sign with Cash Money at one point. He was about to sign with Cash Money, and he ended up just going independent. And D1, he started out as a teacher, and he was saying that one thing that he always noticed was like, man, them kids was never like into, they was all into music. Like, all of their influences were rappers. It was like, you know, straight up. It's like if you talk to one of the young men, like their influential figures in their life was rapper. So he was like, shoot, man, I'm gonna stop teaching and I'm gonna start rapping. Like he was like, he already did it anyway, but he was like, I'm gonna just I'ma go, you know, drop this career and I'm gonna go and rap, you know, so that I can have more influence on the kids that I'm trying to lead. And um so on the song that he talked about, uh the one I sent you is called Hood villains, mm-hmm. and there's a the question posed in the in the song was, "What's the problem in the hood?" You know, and I think he gave three scenarios. He gave the uh, drug is it dealer. the drug dealers? The drug is it the Uncle Tom? The Uncle Tom, or is it the system? And each one, he had each one had good points, like you know and. Of course, there's many other things we could go on. You know, it's people that say it's the church. Mm-hmm. You know, it's people that say it's uh, drugs. Mm-hmm. Some people say it's music. Some people say all type of thing that people say is the problem in the hood. And I just kind of wanted to get your your uh your take on that like how do you what do you think is really the the problem in our community like what is it that's holding us back well i mean it's clear from what's going on today in the world that we we still ain't we still haven't been treated as equals yet you know that's pretty much how i want to sum it all up you could you could bring all those points he he talked about it in the one, you know, amongst other things. But to sum it all up, to me, it's just you know, we still ain't, we still ain't equals yet. You know, you know, they we might got some rights, you know, but we not equals to these people yet. And uh, I got all the respect for you know every race we deal with around here, but apparently they all don't have respect for us. So uh, that's that's what the problem is. Nobody respects us, you know, as a as a part of you know, society, you know, as one with them, you know, side by side. It's always under them, behind them, you know, something like that. But um they don't they don't respect us. So that's I think real. that's the problem and, and it just it just that that just that just brings on a whole lot of other problems with it, you know. Like I said, everything he said ain't nobody really like you look at the protests that used to go on back then, you know, you don't, you ain't seen, like, now you starting to see a little something, but not really, you don't see nobody really stepping up to the plate to, you know, willing to die for this, you know, you know, and and now that we got all this technology, social media, is, is, it's crazy that social media has more influence than school, so I understand why he quit teaching and started mm-hmm. rapping, because, you know, people in school listen to music. I ain't even doing school work nowadays, you know, at the school. So it make all the sense why he felt that way. But um, that's just a prime example, you know, uh, you know, of the type of influence that you know that's that's changed since back then. Back then, they didn't even have all that. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just going on every day in the world. It was worse, you know. But now, you know, it's more in the cover. But people starting to catch it and stuff like that via social media. So it's just. You know, ain't nobody really stepping up to the plate, you know, willing to die for it. Like, you know, how Michael Mitch used to talk about it or something like that, the Black Panthers. Mm-hmm. You know, so Martin Luther King used to want equality, but ain't nobody trying to do that. Bro. <laughs> they killed off the leaders, bro. Mm-hmm. They killed off the leaders, and it's like, like you say, bro, you know, I, don't, I, I think. They don't really see us like that, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, 
I think at the end of the day, it's like it's gonna really take for us, bro, for us to like really start coming together as a community. Because it's like <clears throat> if we wait on them and we wait on them to say, Well, we're gonna do this for y'all or you know, we gonna try to work like, like honestly, I don't think they gonna ever see us like that, bro. No. Like honestly, I just that's just my personal. We in personal. our thirties now, yeah. and this is going on yeah, for bro. us. I don't, I don't think it's. No, it's I don't not. even think it's set up like that. In, in all honesty, that's just my personal opinion. <laughs> I don't think they ever gonna see us like that, bro. You yeah. know, and you know it ain't. I used to be. You kind of had used to have a little hope about it, but I'm like, I don't even think that's even the point. Like, so what? Like. Okay, if y'all don't see us like that, okay, cool. Like, we ain't got, like, and I've been going back to the 20s, bro. 19, 100 years ago, bro. <clears throat> Where, uh, I think it was 1919, Red Summer. Where, you know, they was, in so many ways, they was like, man, we ain't dealing with y'all like that. And then that was how, um, Black Wall Street, and so I think Black Wall Street was built out of that. Mm-hmm. With them just saying they ain't gonna deal with us like that, man. Our people like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. We gonna support ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, we gonna support each other. And you know, we all know the story of Black Wall Street and how these people had this thriving community, all out of the fact that some people was like, you know, we don't see all that's our evil. And it's like, okay, cool. Like that's that's fine. You know, but. We gonna make sure we straight. At the end of the day, we all gonna eat, you know, and we have enough to support each other for everybody to eat, man. And, you know, when when I look at when I look at music, like, I just feel like when it comes to music, like, I think we gotta really get back to empowering each other with that music because it's such a powerful tool, bro. It's like that's an everyday I'm on, bro. Like. Every day, it's like I gotta have some music, like I, because that's how at times I find my inspiration. You know, I find, you know, my motivation. You know, I'm, I'm motivated and inspired to just keep going because of certain songs I can listen to, and you know, things that I can like put into my mind. And I think that's what I, even with that. I don't even think some of these kids even want that right now. Honestly, bro. Like, I think so. <laughs> because it's out there. The music is out there. Yeah, but so many people, it's like the people making the music, they, they not. It's more of them making it for the money, you know, because yeah. they seeing the rappers with all the ice and the cars and the women. They're doing it for that, yeah. you know, instead of doing it for the voice. You got a small percentage of people doing it for the, you know, to try to change. So those are the ones you have to dig for and find, you know, on YouTube or SoundCloud or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, you don't really, or you might have a small percentage like a J. Cole or something out there or mm-hmm. something like that, but everybody else is really just trying to make money. So it's like the way of the world's changed, you know, and it, I don't think it's going to get better, you know, in our time at least. I don't know. Yeah. I don't I really don't, I don't see a see proper solution because ain't we ain't got enough people in the proper pe- places of power to to make the changes. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's up to the people themselves, and that's that's not enough for you know these governments and you know these armies and these police officers and stuff like that. So we gonna forever be at a disadvantage. But hopefully one day you know somebody cracked the code, man. You know it, I don't know how close we getting, but um. Man. Like I, like I said, it ain't happened yet, so. Yeah, man, I just think, you know, I don't know, bro. Hopefully, you know. Honestly, at times I be thinking, like, man, I don't even care no more. Like, like I say, man, I'm all about trying to make sure I do what I can, do my part to empower those around me, you know, my brothers, you know, and. You know, I started a podcast for black dads so we can talk, you mm-hmm. know, so that we can sit down and really encourage each other, man. And just, you know, I, I don't think we even talk enough to each other, man, and really get to know each other and, you know, even feel comfortable enough to open up to one another. That's because the society made us that way, man. Like, we're too busy having to 
go out here and be men. Man. Yeah. Like, like that's like that's what we like. That's what society put in our mental. Every day we wake up, we have to go out here and be men, bro. We have to take mm-hmm. care of women, kids. You know, responsibilities like we have to be men every day. So we don't like we don't have too many situations where we can sit down and. You know, let off our steam. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because men naturally aren't emotional people like yeah. females is. So you ain't gonna see us like catching mental breakdowns in the yeah. middle, of, like cause we having a bad day at work or something like that. Like we gonna play it cool and you know whatever vice we may have to help us get rid of that. Like you said, music or whatever, we'll go. You know, do that mm-hmm. behind the scenes. But our job is to be men and wear that armor. You know, so everybody can see that. You know what I'm saying? Too many people don't. If you do, you know, people try to society frown upon that for some mm-hmm. reason. But you know, if you if you're a real man, you you're a real man, a recognized real man, you know, as being, you know, somebody who trying to take you know, trying to take care of their responsibilities and their people. Straight up. Straight up, man. Yo, bro. Like we man, we just gotta keep on helping each other, bro. Like we gotta really be there for each other. I think that's something that we I just thought that's my 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 mission. Like, I want to help us help each other. Like, mm-hmm. because if men, just imagine, uh, like, just the black men, bro. If we start coming together the way we supposed to, bro, mm-hmm. and really helping take that burden off each other, you know, because I don't think we gotta carry those burdens alone. At times, you know, we feel like that, like. Man, you know, I got to do this. You know, I got to do this by myself. And it's like, man, if we just recognize that we here for each other, like, bro, you can call me, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can, you can, can ask me for help. You know, you can tell me, hey, bro, like, I might need you for an hour today, bro. Mm-hmm. Or I need you, hey, 30 minutes, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, or I need you to come over here. I need this right and it's like if we can start to communicate with each other and I think that's something that even the society is scared of the black men to really come together mm-hmm. because of the strength that we have and if we can all start coming together and start coming up with ideas and plans together and working together man bro that's a scary thing for them, I think. You yeah, know, that's yeah. a scary thing. That is know. one big thing we lack unity. Like we, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get solid some kind of way as a, as a, as a race, as a community. We gotta find some kind of way to really stick it together and, and have everybody fully committed to the same cause to the point where we could make the the impact that we want to. You know, real. on the world or on our communities. That's real. So I agree with that. Man, I want to ask you this. Knowing everything you know right now, what you about the same age as me, what, 31, ain't it? Mm-hmm. So, knowing everything you know at 31, bro, <clears throat> what would you tell 18-year-old Mike Vaughn? I, I probably would have told him to, to be his own person, man. Cause, um, it was a, it was a point in time where he was he wasn't making a lot of his decisions. He was making a lot of other people's decisions, mm-hmm. and uh, that caused him to get in, into a lot of sticky situations and, cre- and created a tougher one for him. You know, and even to this day, you know, I'm reaping. You know. I'm suffering the consequences of some of the decisions I made at 18 and, and, and during that period of time. So I just, I just, really, I probably told him to be his own person, man. Make yeah. his own decisions. Like, be your own person. Because now I'm to the point where I don't care what nobody thinks. Yeah. What nobody feel. Like, you just get up. I don't care. We never talk again, you know. So it's like, that's that's how I should have felt right then. That's real. That's real. <clears throat> so there's another you know, yeah. Uh, uh, if you can say anything to a young father out there right now, what would you tell a young father? What advice would you give him if it was just one thing? Just don't give up. 
Don't give up, man. Cause uh, it's, it, it's it's really like I said, the odds always gonna be against us as black people, as black men, you know, as black fathers. Odds always gonna be stacked against us, you know. So like even with my situation before I got custody of my kid, you know, a situation where I had to make myself not pursue the situation, you know, just to keep myself, you know, out of trouble or to make things worse, you know. And, and it was hard. Like, my mom used to have to tell me all the time, like, right, sometimes you, you know, it's, it's, it's okay. He's young, you know, you still got, like, he's your son. He's always been, like, he know you love him, you know what I'm saying? When the time is right, everything gonna fall into place, but you don't need to force anything, you know what I'm saying? He's not even, at that time, he wasn't even at the age where he was really understanding what was going on. Straight up. You know, now I can have full conversations with him. And, and even after all the stuff we've been through and all the stuff his mama, you know, tried to, you know, do, and um, he, he remembers some of that stuff. He t- We talk, he remembers some of that stuff, but man, he, he, he loved me, man. He loved me dearly. Yeah. He loved me dearly. He been waiting for this day to come for him yeah. to be able to move me, man. Like he, like I remember his big brother got a little jealous when he told him. Like he was texting him on the way home and telling him, "Yeah, I just moved with pop." We got him calling me. Oh, so, so you got Jalen? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Man. So I had to stop by and pick him up and bring them both back home that day. I remember, man. It was it was a sweet moment. That's what's up, bro. That's what's up. That's some good advice, dog. Never give up. Never, you know. And I add on to that, you know, for any young father out there, you know, your child gonna always need you. <clears throat> and if you do give up, that one thing that child will always remember is the fact that you gave up. Exactly. They'll never forget that. But if you continue to fight. Your child, even if you never get to where you want to get, your child will always remember that you fought. Mm-hmm. You know, so always keep that in mind, you know, that you got to remain persistent. You know, never give up. You know, you got to always do everything in your power to make sure you're doing your part. Even if it ain't working, make sure you do your part and, you know, live with the outcome. And another thing I want to add on to it, too, is every minute counts, man. No matter what anybody tells you, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, society these days try to make things financial when it comes to kids, man. But trust me, every minute counts, man. Like, it might not seem like it, even if you go a couple months without. Like, trust me, them kids remember. Like, I remember growing up still. I still remember when I was five, some of the stuff. So, like, they going to remember it. The time they not gonna remember these these materials that you brought, you know what I'm saying? Cause they go through phases and stuff. Instead of changing, you know what I'm saying? It's toys that don't even exist no more that we was playing with, you know what I'm saying? So every minute counts, man. Remember that every minute, bro. Do not like deny yourself any minute. Don't let nobody deny you any minute. Like or like don't let nobody make you think no that that don't matter. The little time you doing don't matter. Nah, it matters. Every minute matters. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so real. I can go all day on that one right there, boy. Yeah, that's like, real, for real. That's like, why. That's why my son feel the way he feel now. You know, like it was situations where I wasn't able to pour as much into him financially as his mother or as you know, an average father can. Period. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying sometimes I couldn't at all. You know, but the time that I put in mm-hmm. made you know made him still love mm-hmm. me the same or love me even more. You know? <clears throat> One thing my pastor used to always say, he used to always say, some daddies ain't dead, dead beat. They just dead broke. Mm -hmm. He was like, and it's a big difference between, you know, a lot of women be calling men dead beats. But really, they ain't dead beat. They they just dead broke. But they they might not have money to just go splurge with the child. But, man, if that man willing to go pick his kids up and take his kids to the playground, like you say, man, bro, I ain't have my daddy like that. Now, we, he did, he came in for little patches. Bro, I remember everything about them patches. Remember, I remember when he had <laughs> man taking me to Ryan's, yeah. right up there by uh, yeah. off of Main Street. Yeah. I remember him taking me to Quincy's out there by Red Lobster. Mm-hmm. I remember him taking me to Bob Evans back in the days. Mm-hmm. I remember him taking me to Crescent Beach oh, back in the days. I remember the one time just recently, bro. 
I just spent the night with my dad. I drove up to Tennessee to go see him with my kids. And I spent the night at his apartment, but that was my second time in my life ever, like, sleeping in the same house as my dad. The other time, it was a long time ago. I don't know how old I was, but he was living off of 39th, right there by Cambridge, right next to the uh, the little trailer thing, right mm-hmm. there by the, the, the railroad. Yeah, okay. He was living right there. And i never forget, brother, man, made some tacos. Brother, tacos and so, bro, i never forget it, bro. Like, yeah, I be telling tell him, and he like, well, I don't remember that. But it's like, bro, i, I never forget, like, that yeah, image in my mind, like, watching my dad make some tacos. You know what I'm saying? If you and keep doing that, bro. Bro, it, you, your kids will never forget those, those moments. And it ain't even got to be, like, huge stuff, bro, like, Bro, I remember my daddy making a taco, bro. Saying <laughs> those little moments count, bro. All the little moments add up. If you keep doing that, that I mean, that that'll be enough, bro. Once the time comes, trust me, cause like that's real, yeah, man. That's real, man. So yeah, I think that's it, man. Well, I think that's all. I think we gonna end it right there, man. You know that was that was real, man. You know. <clears throat> Like I say, I'm always surprised, man, when I sit down with guys that I know from way back in the days, man. I just learned so much, and, you know, and it just made me, I got a greater appreciation for you, bro, just knowing your story and knowing where you come from and knowing the things that you've been through and everything that you're still going through, man, and to see you still standing today, to see you still pushing, man, you know, like, Nobody else ain't told you, I'm proud of you, bro. Like, I appreciate that. You know, to see see where you at, man, and to see what you're doing, bro. Like, that thing make me happy, bro. Like, it made me joyful just to know that that's, that's another kid that, that got their dad, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's a proud moment for me, bro, just knowing, like, that's a win for fatherhood, man. Yeah, definitely. That's a win for fatherhood, man. Uh, I appreciate you, man, coming on, on the podcast, man, and sharing you know your story and yeah, yeah I, I i i really i really appreciate this time bro being able to sit down with you bro yeah man i appreciate you for having me you know what i'm saying anytime you need me you already know show sure. here for you well that wrap up this episode of dad can we talk y'all stay tuned um we got some stuff coming for father's day i still don't know what everything is looking like in the city but uh I think I got something up my sleeve. So y'all stay tuned. Dad, can we talk?